Thanks for joining us on Call of the Week. It's our first podcast of November, and the big news is the announcement that EPA has extended the registration of over-the-top use of dicamba in dicamba-tolerant cotton and soybeans until December of 2020. So, a two-year extension for dicamba formulations that are registered for over-the-top use. Our UT weed scientist Larry Steckel is here to discuss the announcement. Were you at all surprised that EPA granted the extension? Well, I, I, I think we've known for some time that we would we would get some kind of label. It was just uh, a matter of what it was going to look like. So uh, not a big surprise at this point, no. All right, so looking at the announcement, there are several changes that will be coming to the label um, for over-the-top dicamba next year. Perhaps the biggest change is reducing the number of dicamba applications that can be made in cotton during a season. Sure, so that's probably the most significant as far as where we were uh, because if you look at the EPA label last year to this year uh, this one it's going to come up in 2019 is clearly more restrictive uh, than what they had in 2018 but quite frankly it's pretty much in line with what Tennessee's enhanced regulations were last year anyway that's the biggest difference though is is going from four applications in cotton down to two so I think there was a couple things behind that. It thought was, you know, later in the season, more chance for off-target movement when you're spraying the third and fourth time. And then they're also very cognizant of resistance management um, and, and resistance concerns. And there's been a number of reports from a number of states of some farmers just doing nothing but spraying Roundup and Dicamba three and four times. And that's a recipe to resistance in a hurry. All right, another change to the label involves limiting the number of days where you can actually spray dicamba after planting. I believe it's 45 days for soybeans and 60 days for cotton. How significant is that? Well, um, you know, just taking a first glance at the label uh, in soybeans, that cutoff is going to be considerably earlier now. So the, the cutoff in last year's label was you could spray dicamba over the top of extend soybeans up through the R1 stage. So by definition, R2 stage or at full bloom. Uh, this new label states uh, spray, you can spray dicamba over the top of soybeans up until R1 or 45 days after planting, whichever comes first. And uh, R1's first flower, and that's about a V5 to V6 group 4 soybean. So that's very quick, really. You'll be very fortunate to get one application in that window, let alone two. And for cotton? On the cotton, it's uh, up to 60 days. Uh, which is a significant uh, reduction as well. So, uh, you know, we've been spraying well beyond that, so that will be something we will have to adjust to as well. And going from four applications to two. Now, we didn't have hardly anybody, I think, spraying four, but there was a good number of folks, I think, that had went back for a third lick on some of these fields uh, for a third application. And uh, that's not going to be allowed anymore. We're going to have to look at using other things like Liberty or, you know, getting the hoods back out and using those instead. Now, one thing that hasn't changed from last year, we still just have three products that are approved for over-the-top application, correct? Correct. So, yeah, it would be just Extendamax, uh, Fexapan, and Ingenia, just those three. Okay, and just a quick program note, we are recording this podcast on November 1, which is the day after the announcement was released. Um, But back to our conversation, Larry, even when the federal label is released, that's not necessarily the label that Tennessee applicators will be following. As we saw last year, several state departments of agriculture, Tennessee included, uh, placed additional restrictions on the dicamba label. 
So do you anticipate that happening again this year? Yeah, that's a good question. I I would think we probably would have some, uh, at least some discussions on on some additional uh, restrictions. Uh, you know, the July fifteenth cutoff we had last year. I think it probably did help uh, in some cases. Uh, but then you know we got the election this year, and there's still a lot of balls in the air. So that clearly the what what the TDA might do, uh, and I, I think there'll definitely be some discussions on some additional regulation. And then the other ball that's in the air that's probably not as well publicized but could have a lot of impact is the lawsuit in the Ninth Circuit Court. And um, so the first arguments were heard on that several weeks ago, and they, uh, three uh, judges on that court uh, were going to wait and see what the EPA was going to do as far as the label goes before they ruled. And um, the Ninth Circuit Court has a pretty long track record of at least in recent histories, last two or three years of ruling against the EPA and, and against the registrants and some of these uh, pesticides. Um, so that's still a question mark that hangs out there. Mm-hmm. All right. So still an evolving situation. But what we know now is that EPA has extended the deadline for the registration for over-the-top formulations of dicamba. That's Ingenia, Fexapan, and Extendamax for two more years. That's been extended. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what this is actually going to look like for Tennessee applicators in 2019. Really, I kind of thought this was kind of going to be a three-step process from the get-go. The first step was we just had it last night uh, where the EPA uh, is going to roll out their their new label. The second is going to be what the TDA is going to do, which we don't know yet. Uh, And the third is what happens in the Ninth Circuit Court. Uh, And we got two big question marks. We got the first one answered or at least partially answered at this point. (laughs) Well, we know you'll be keeping up with it, Dr. Steckel, and uh, keep everyone else informed on label changes and updates as they're made. Uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of podcasts on this subject matter in the weeks ahead. Thank you for being with us. And to our listeners, thank you for playing Call of the Week. Just a reminder, if you're listening through the utcrops.com, you can also follow the UTI Ag channel on several podcast listening platforms, Apple Podcast, um, CastBox, Podbean, or Stitcher. And if you follow us on those platforms, you'll get alerts whenever we post Call of the Week or any of our other AgCasts. So be sure to check that out. Again, thanks for listening. I'm Ginger Rousey, and we'll talk next week. Call of the Week is brought to you by the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture and utcrops.com.